2: Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24 7 home of the black and gold
3: SNR. To the phone lines we go here. Who better to join us on a Monday? Not just any Monday. We're talking Victory Monday here in the Electric Factory. It's our friend, your friend, the hardest working man in showbiz. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette (WPXI), a regular here on SNRCC. How we doing? I'm
2: doing great, guys. How y'all doing? Man, it's a victory Monday. So you know, I'm feeling great. <laughs> It is a victory Monday in the city city of Pittsburgh, following a victory Tuesday. Two victories in one week. What happened?
3: Mm-mm-mm. How about that? that is a good, that's a good point by CC mm-hmm. there. Two victories in one week. You, you got to love it. And now, Chris, the Steelers are in the hunt. They have earned that, winning three of their last four games here, including back-to-back road wins in Indy and Atlanta. Chris, does it feel like you know? It, like progress has kind of been the, the theme of today's show, if you will, between Motsi and I? A lot of these things that we've been asking for from the offense – are coming together and it's obviously not perfect right that we need them to finish some more of these drives in the end zone as opposed to through the uprights but you can see the progression from the offense you can see the progression from the defense and them getting back to the unit that we thought they could be as they get healthier here everyone's putting their hand in that pile special teams after a a tough go at it in Indianapolis much better in Atlanta limiting uh, that dangerous return game with Patterson and company Matthew Wright continuing to be steady here in the last few weeks it is that kind of a, a fair assessment? Where we are right now on December 5th, man, is much better than, than where this team was at, at points in September and October.
2: No, definitely. I mean, you're, you're looking at an offense that's able to possess the football, which is a lot of what you wanted this year. You knew that they weren't going to score a lot of points this year, but you were hoping that early on in the year they could, they could run the ball well, they could at least convert third downs, keep drives alive and keep the defense off the field. So when the defense was on the field, they weren't playing gas. They were playing aggressive. And I think you've seen that the past month or so with the Steelers in most of their games, you saw that with the Saints game. Uh, You know, you saw that with the Colts game. Now you see that with the Falcons game and the Falcons, they had one drive where they were, they were running the ball, you know, almost nonstop got a touchdown. The next drive, they run it again. But those drives, Came in the early to mid fourth quarter, not in the late second quarter or the early third quarter. Why? Because the Steelers' offense was staying on the field. And after that last field goal drive, where the Steelers looked like the, the Steelers' defense looked like they were on their heels, the Steelers' co- offense comes out. Kenny Pickett it completes some good passes. Najee Harris gets some good runs. Nine plays, forty yards. They don't get points on the board, but they ate up over four minutes of clock. Punt the ball, pinned them at the one and give the defense, say, hey, make them go 99 yards and, 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 get, and get all the way down the field and, you know, first play, make it the Patrick interception uh, and, and the game there. I think you're seeing this Steelers team figure out who they need to be with the strengths and weaknesses they have right now, and that's what you want to see from a young group as you're forming this new core for the future. Hey, um, I had a question. Are you still the chaplain
4: of Kenny Nation?
3: I am the <laughs> chaplain of Kenny Nation. Kenny Bless.
4: Kenny okay, okay. If you could, could you just talk about some of the positives that you saw from him, Mr. Chaplin? Because I figured, you know, you could say it better than any of us on so here could.
2: Well, first things first, I guess it's Kenny Blutt. Uh <laughs> just, Everyone, just, uh, you know, hit, hit, eat Kenny Bread and give uh, it all to Give us this day our Kenny Bread. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, um, I, Kenny Pickett is growing in the way that I was saying he could grow. He's not some superstar quarterback right now, but he's a leader on the field, and he's making decisions, making better decisions, and he's learning from his misdecisions. decisions. And I, I just posted this to Twitter a little bit before, um, like less than an hour ago, but it was two clips, and there was a play in the Bengals game. And, Wes, you and I talked about this play right after the game uh, ended when they lost to the Bengals two weeks ago. And it was right after T.J. Watt's interception. Matt Canada calls up some vertical plays for the tight end. Kenny Pickett locks on his back gentry, throws it into triple coverage. It's incomplete. If he would look to his left, Connor Hayward wide open walking to the end zone. And, he, and he, if he just, just lobs it to him, it's a touchdown. And maybe the Steelers win that game. It, it wouldn't have guaranteed it, but it would have changed the course of how that game went. Instead of settling for a field goal, they would have been on the board with a touchdown. And this team lives off of momentum. This time around, you get in the red zone, you have a play where you have a lot of different options. They spread out the, the Falcons' defense. Connor Hayward uses a really nice double. It was a really well-sold uh, route, and he gets vertical. Kenny Pickett sees him this time, gets him the ball there. It's a touchdown. He is learning where to go with the ball and when, and he's learning how to fit the ball to different receivers with the different, different targets with different ways, style, different ways that they want the ball. That is impressive for a rookie. He's learning situations. You know, last week, um, you know, in fact, you know, less than a week ago, uh, Monday night last week, uh, we, you know, he, he was the guy that came up with the idea to run in the red zone to Benny Snell. These are the leadership things that we were talking about that Kenny Pickett could bring over from the illustrious University of Texas. <laughs> to a the pit. Sun Bowl, by the way. Held a pit. bringing that up. Um, and, uh, but, know I think this is the things you wanted to see from Kenny Pickett and you're seeing it. So you're seeing that growth there. It could be better. Absolutely. There's still passes he's missing. There's still reads he's missing, but you're seeing him consistently grow. And he's accepting responsibility for his mistakes, understanding where he's going well and he's not really feeling himself when he does go up. That's Kenny Pickett. That's the leader they they drafted. I think this is right on track with what you need him to be moving forward in the next
3: few years. First of all, don't disrespect Tony the Tiger like that, all right? You bet not do that. (laughs) Tony the (laughs) Tiger, Sun Bowl, all right? They're great! (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm absolutely with you there, though, Chris. And and maybe piggybacking off of that a little bit, right? A huge part of all this has been um, what Kenny has done and how he's progressed, I think, in conjunction with the Steelers now having a much more viable run game what's what's been the biggest catalyst of that in your mind cuz it feels like obviously there's there's been uh, multi-layers to that. There's a lot of things moving in the right direction. I think the offensive line has been better in that regard. I, I think Dan Moore and uh, and Dotson and Daniels at guard. Yeah. Man, those those three in terms of the run game, these last couple weeks since the bye, it's been a night and day improvement. Um, they're using a little bit more running back by committee now, getting some more guys involved. Obviously, the lack of turnovers from the offense, I think, plays into this because they've been getting out on the front foot and they haven't really been, been chasing games as much. Is there any one thing that stands out to you as to why they're being so much more effective at running the football since the bye week, or is it just all those things coming together at the right time?
2: I mean, you you always can say it's a a bunch of all those things put together um, when there's so many factors that do come into play. But I want to say that this offensive line has done so much better. I said this even before. When they were struggling, a lot of people wanted to point to Najee Harris because he wasn't. Running forward. Now, like, oh, he just, he's running forward now, that's the answer. Chris, I'm like, well, you can't run forward when there's a guy, when there's two guys bearing down at you directly running. front. You have to move ladder. You have to find it, ways to make guys miss. But when your offensive line is getting a little push and say that, that those two people that you meet are a little bit further downfield and you've picked up momentum, you can do more things. And I know it, you're talking about a matter of inches sometimes, but that's why they say good football is a game of inches because they, they've been giving him more space, even in plays where they didn't block particularly well. There was like one five yard run in their last drive that Najee Harris had where the Falcons stuffed it. But what they what didn't happen was they didn't leak into the backfield. And that gave Najee Harris time to say, okay, we lost the way we wanted to go. Let's figure out a different way. And he just he charged forward, found a way to get extra yards. And now he's in his rhythm and he's, he's finding ways to grind out the tough play. I think that that's, a really, that's one of those things that gets overlooked in the long run because they're not highlight, like, you know, 80-yard touchdown run. But those are important moments because you're winning first downs. And when you're winning first downs, you're putting possession to win more second downs. And then you're putting position to win more third downs. And they were 50% on third downs yesterday. I think that, that's a huge part of, again, efficiency on offense, controlling the football, possession football. Those are the things that you're seeing from Najee Harris helping with a lot. And so, yes, he's playing better, but a lot of it's because this offensive line's playing better. And, you know, Najee even told us, you know, after the bye, he's like, we focus on certain things. The coach is tasked me with, you know, with, with trying to get in with the, with the offensive line, and we, we focus on some things to work to be better. That work has obviously come to fruition. This is their fifth straight game with over 100 yards rushing as a team. Hmm. Uh, and in the last four games of doing that, they're 3-1. and one. I really think this, uh, this, this is a good sign moving forward also, like you said, I, I want to – I think that people should pay attention to what Kevin Docks is doing. He's had some roller coastery moments. He's had some lows. But he's had a bunch more highs this season than I think people want to give him credit for. So, uh, you know, them, James Daniels had a really impressive blitz pick up on the A-gap that kind of saved Kenny Pickett's life in the middle part of the game. Um, this, this group, Mason Cole's playing well. Chukuma, core four played. This, this group doesn't have a first-round pick on it. They don't have a major investment guy that they pay, they're paying like you know, $18 million on, and yet they're still balling out there and growing each week. Again, just so many good signs for how limited this offense should be, and they're still finding ways to connect late in the season.
4: Well, speaking of this offense, I did want to ask you, because we know not everybody had a good day, not everybody was happy. Some people had mm. not-so-happy faces Uh-oh. going on. Just wanted to get your thoughts on George Pickens' Not so happy face yesterday. I try to do that in nice way. You saw that. You see the not, you, not yeah, so happy face. You laid that out very nicely. Like, that was
2: very nice. Right? Okay. Very nice. All right, just throw it out there. I I felt like I was a preschooler <laughs> in arts and Arthur Morgan explained to me. Why, why daddy was the man so mad? I just don't understand. Uh, but, uh, why didn't he have no, a, fr- why did he have
4: a frowny face on instead of a happy face?
3: What
2: was that word he said? It looked like he started with an F. Um, you know, but, um, but, uh, but anyway, I do think that George Pickens, there's something that I think is, is legitimate. There's times he's getting open and he's like, come on, man, we're struggling and I can get us out of there. There's sometimes that, yeah, you can say, hey, young buck, keep your head. Don't let that get out too much. But you need that dog in your receiver, especially if you want him to develop into your star receiver. I know Antonio Brown is crazy, and there's a whole situation with him going on. that's what? really not good. But, 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 like, but at the same time, when he – it was back in 2013, when the Steelers' offense had, had just had brought in Todd Haley before, they were struggling to find, figure out who they'd be in this new era of Steelerdom. And Ben Roethlisberger was struggling to see the field and Antonio Brown just was just like, throw me the football, get me the ball. And the next game they, they lost to the bears, but the offense finally found some some success and he got three touchdown catches. And then that sparked the idea. You know what? That dude is really good. Let's get into football more. And then after that was the six year run. uh, That's still the greatest six year run statistically by any NFL wide receiver in league history. And if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't command for the football there, maybe that maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe he doesn't emerge to be the superstar player that he is because Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look to him as much. But I, I think that star receivers they're supposed, they have to have that dog in them. They have to want that football. Can he demonstrate himself a little, a lot, a little bit better? Absolutely. He can command himself better. He can you know do that in meetings. He can, he can do all the things to, to attend to it. But you know he's a rookie. He's obviously a passionate rookie. We saw that with him in Georgia. Um, I think that he, you know, the, the Steelers leaders even saw Cam Hayward get in his face a little bit and be like, hey, stick with it. You know, we need you. Those type of things, they'll come with it. But um, I, I think it's not as big of a deal yet. Now, here's the thing. If we go about another, these final five games happen and he's not getting the targets and you're seeing him look more and more dejected, that might set a bad tone for moving forward. But, and, and I really think that Kenny Pickett, One of his biggest things is he has to develop connections with the young guys who are going to be here for the long haul. I think he's doing that with Pat Fryman. I think he's doing that with Najee Harris. I think he really needs to get that that connection with George Pickens moving forward. If he does, I think it's a really good tone and such a good tone for how this offense could be in future seasons.
3: Chris Carter, always kind enough to give us uh, time on his busy schedule here on a Monday. He
4: always has happy face
3: on. He always has a happy face on. At Carter Critiques on Twitter. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Chris breaking it down every single day. Of course, check out his work in the PG as well, too. Buddy, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk soon.
2: Yes, sir, fellas. Have a good Monday.
3: Mama! Mama! You as well, too. There he goes. The chaplain of Kenny Nation. Kenny Bless. Chris Carter himself. CC in the building. He, I mean, he really is. He holds it down. He's a very busy guy. He holds it down. And we, uh, and we are, uh, we're very thankful. I mean, he's literally for his here, time as always, there and everywhere. And you know what? Shout when out we to say him. These
4: things, it's not an exaggeration. Shout like, out to true. him
3: because there was a, some some big pit breaking news that just happened right in the middle of our interview Ooh. there. So I'm sure he's probably scrambling now to. What, what, what was it? The 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 quarterback from Boston College, Phil Jerkovich, who's who's from oh, this area, transfer? is is transferring to pit. Yeah. All right, Pine Richland guy at the at the yeah, helm. It's always of, just of, funny to me, man. Pit. That's like, the, I the mean, whole, uh, you f- talk about fueling my. That's like dumping gasoline on my hate fire.
4: Well, I, I didn't follow it. Did they like him when he was at Boston
3: College? I didn't know if it was like the whole. Well, he didn't come in here. What man, you mean, so out of like high a, school or yeah. out of BC? Yeah, when he was at BC. Cause you said he's from here, right? He went. To, he played at Pine Richland. Yeah. yeah. Then he went to Notre Dame. And then to BC. So and they now, like him
4: at either of those spots? They,
3: they, they offered him,
4: I think. No, I'm saying, like, the team still, though, they still feel like he's a good player then? They must. Okay. All
3: right. Just him man. I think when he transferred... I-, I know when he came out of high school, they had offered him a scholarship. Okay. I think when he transferred to Notre Dame... They were happy with Kenny Pickett, so I don't know if there was interest. That's there. That's I was trying to figure yeah. out, like,
4: yeah, when when did it like shift back to? I guess to, hey, apparently man, he just,
3: what's up? <laughs> like, he, you just know. he just wanted to play for the two most Catholic oh, institutions yeah. and the four most Catholic institutions in college football. Like, Dang, dude, you you left the city, went to two other spots, now you come back. Right,
4: okay, hope it all works out, though, man.
3: Arthur Moats, when you what's were uh, when you were in high school, what was the name of your biggest rival school?
4: Greyhounds.
3: All right. So imagine if there we, we was.
4: We usually a, call him something else, but I didn't want to get in imagine, trouble. <laughs> I was like,
3: you heard the long pause. how can I? All right, let me just call him regularly. Imagine if there was a quarterback from the Greyhounds mm-hmm. who ended up at William and Mary. Mm. I mean, that's mm. I mean, like I said. It's like mm-hmm. like dumping gasoline on my hate fire, baby. You become a double op. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, like thank you. Not Pine Richland. Mm-mm. Not Pine Richland. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Let's go. In to, fact,
4: oh. I even don't. I, I like. I, not that you said that. I, mm-hmm. I even have a problem because, like, one of my linebackers at JMU, he's a beast. Yeah, but he's from that school though. Ooh, and at I, least he went like, to JMU though. I'm calling his games, and I'm like, bro, you nice, but I don't like you. <laughs> you went to the wrong school, man. Went to the wrong school. Is that went to the wrong school? Everything else about you I love, except the fact you went there.
3: I mean, I welcome Pine Ridge and guys to Morgantown. I ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna be a hypocrite. Mm -mm. But yeah, that was that was our that was our that was our rival high school. It hurts every time I gotta say, "Hey, such and such from such and such high school." Like, "Uh -uh, uh -uh." Uh uh-uh. nope, nope, he's from Virginia. He's, so, from, he's from, from Virginia. <laughs> he's from Gibson. You know, Phil yeah. Cherkovich, he's from Gibsonia. He's from he's, from, he just, he's, he's from, just Gibsonia. from
4: Portsmouth. That's where he's from, Portsmouth. That's Yep.
3: <laughs> All right, we got a bunch of tweets here, mozi in just a few minutes. What do you say we roll through some of these? Yeah, roll it. All right, Steel Nation 920's got his game balls for us. Uh, the Steelers won. Kenny looking good. Um, I uh, got to give a shout-out to Najee and what he did to old boy there, like Vance style.
4: <laughs> that was really impressive. Definitely agree.
3: Uh, game balls to uh, to Connor Hayward, to both the Hayward brothers. He also asking about the, the pick and stuff, which you just kind of touched on there, and I agree with everything you and Carter said. I just think, listen, one time there's no need to sound an alarm. If it becomes a pattern, then all of a sudden, okay, we'll have a maybe a, a, a deeper conversation there. But I, I don't think any reason to panic or, or to be uh, worried at this stage in the game. Uh, Rod Dalla, Mozi. now this is a good one. He wants to know what you think of Deion Sanders going to Colorado. I like it, man.
4: Evolution. Um, He did what he said he was going to do, brought the national spotlight to uh, Jackson State, had college game day there. They went back-to-back SWAC championships. They're not allowed to play for the FCS championship because the SWAC, like the Ivy League and, like, um, it's another conference, they just decide not to play in the FCS. Right. right. And historically it's been because the talent gap. has been too great where it would be a joke, realistically for any of those teams but that changed because of prom so it was good to see him get rewarded with a bigger opportunity now he's going to a power five conference Mm -hmm. Um, once again a spot where it's not a lot of success right now so he's going to have that full gamut to be able to go put his handprint on things and and, they'll
3: give him some time
4: yeah and I just like the fact that he's challenging himself Um, it's easy to get comfortable with success it's easy to get comfortable and become complacent and you can do that but I always, I don't know. I'm just, I'm always a little fond of those people that are willing to continue yeah. to take chances, to continue to take risks and not just rest on the fruits of their laurels. Cause it's like, yeah, he could technically play, uh, sit there the next 10 years at Jackson State, continue to win the swag championship, right. the swag championship. Eventually right. they'll bump up and, hey, hey, it's all good. But let's be real—is he ever going to be talked about in the same vein as a Nick Saban, as a Lincoln Riley, as a Pete Carroll, as Kirby any, Smart, Kirby Smart, yeah. any of these dudes? No, because the fact of him being at Jackson State. So for him, I love this opportunity because once you start it's a, doing, challenge. It's a challenge, absolutely a challenge, that could a challenge now. There's not
3: much football yeah. culture
4: in Boulder, but the same could be said about Jackson
3: State. That's a great point. It's, it's a great the point. Exact same thing. It's we a said great about point Jackson State, man. Yeah. And they had college game day there what a couple weeks say? ago.
4: How are you gonna get recruits to go to Jackson, Mississippi? They don't even have water down there at times. How are you gonna get people to go to an HBCU versus a Florida State? Versus Alabama versus one of these big power five mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. He okay. was able to do it. He was. So, for me, man, I look at this same opportunity. I'm like, yo, it's a challenge for him. But, man, I think that, you know, it's a great opportunity for him as well. So, I'm excited for him, man. Yeah, me I, too. I, it's going to be fun to follow.
3: I, yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm going to see, it. you know, how it plays out and stuff like that. It's, it's going to be fun to follow for sure. Doug tweets us and says, feels like the Steelers offense has found its identity. Kenny and the gang, sustain drives, play keep away, drain out the clock, rest the defense. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, that's been the recipe. Run the football, hit the occasional big player two when it's there. Um, and don't put your defense in any adverse situations.
4: It's funny how that was supposed to be the recipe even back in OTA. <laughs> that's
3: what we talked about all throughout the summer.
4: And only fan, like I felt like when when the Kenny hype started, that's when we wanted to like divert away from this. Jeez, we
3: got to have 300 passing yards and three touchdowns. And it's like why? That was never the design. It is funny as you because you rightfully pointed this out ahead of the bye week. <laughs> when we were looking at some of the numbers against Buffalo, against Tampa Bay, against Miami, against Philly, when Kenny Pickett was throwing the ball high 30s in the 40s 40, 50s 50s and you were saying the whole time this is not the recipe he needs to be in the high 20s at most in the low 30s mm-hmm. and guess where he's been these last four weeks mm-hmm. and the Steelers have won three of those four games I don't think that that's a that that's a coincidence not at all man not at all
4: yeah. but the execution has been there it and, has. That's and that's also that's a, part a of big it.
3: part of it as well
4: too yeah, you got to execute like that man but when you do you can see why this is the style that you want you don't <clears throat> by minimizing the amount of pass attempts you cut down on the potential for the bad throws, the bad reads. Everybody's going to have bad plays. But think about if you're a guy that out of 10 reps, you're only going to miss three of them. Well, hey, let me keep you at 10. I don't want to make you a 20-rep guy if 20 reps is going to cause you to miss 10. Exactly. You see how we just jumped from exactly. you having three misses, exactly. to now you having 13. Is, oh, 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 man, that's, that's too much. Now, if it's consistently three, okay, well, hey, man, I could take up to 20 reps then. All right, if you're, only going, you're still going to be in this three range, all right, cool. Because a certain amount of error that we're willing to accept, it's a certain level of misses that we're willing to accept, a certain level of negativity that we're willing to live with based on the productivity that he gives us. Right now, he's not to that point where he can throw that ball that much times and deal with the potential negativity of maybe a turnover or two. Because you look at the guys who throw the ball 30, 40 times a game, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, what do all those guys do? They turn the ball over? Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. But it's overlooked because they also have three thirty and three tutties to go with it, and it's like, all right, when you're giving us that type of gross production, we can live with the occasional error. We can live with the occasional turnover. Right now, it's just not enough consistency there with this offense. It's not designed for that, and this team also isn't designed right for that just yet. Right. We got some pieces here and there, but pieces are still outliers in this context because that's not something that we can rely on and say, hey. We can just scheme up this. We can call this every time. It's going to work every time. If you can't call it and it's going to work 80%, 90% of the time, that's considered an outlier at this level. What works 90% of the time? Play action pass, running the ball, quick game. Why do you think everybody does that, right? Staying ahead of the because sticks. That's the simple yeah, that's, formula. That's it.
3: You're absolutely no. right. It's a lot easier to there's do no secret. There's no secrets right. in professional sports yeah. in 2022 anymore.
4: Right. It's a lot easier to do it one way. It's a lot harder to do it the Mahomes-Allen way. But if you have those type of players you can have a lot more success that way as 100%. well. percent So it's pros 100%. and cons to each method,
3: but each method is very different, and they all got their good and bad about it, man. Richard tweets us and says, this is why I love Coach Tomlin. We were on the ropes, but it looks like we're recovering. Let's go out here and play some ball. Yeah, they had us in the first half. I ain't going to lie, man. have <laughs> tweets and says, the NFC South, shout out, single-handedly keeping our season alive. <laughs>
4: That's the beauty of the season, though, right? Hey, All right, we don't control who we play. We just line them up. You just line them and up. And play who's in front of
3: you, mm-hmm. uh, and let's make sure that we, uh, you know, we we finish the job there, making a clean sweep. I mean, funny thing, we say that against Carolina, Shar- or against Carolina. Pardon we me. say that, but funny thing is, what do you think
4: the Panthers are saying this week? Get right, game. Get right. Get us back on schedule. You don't think the Falcons were saying that last week? Get right, game. We got the Steelers coming to town. Thank God for the AFC North. Whew. We got us one.
3: Maybe not anymore now, though, baby. Right, but that's... But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. They look at us Spider-Man oh, yeah. me. Come on, man. That's what New Orleans was thinking uh-huh. when they came here. That's what the Colts yeah. were thinking. Mm-hmm. Guess again, busters. You don't think Baltimore's like, if we had to have a game, we
4: ain't got Lamar. Whew, at least we get a stumbling Pittsburgh <laughs> team coming in here. Ooh, right, hi. We can deal with them. <laughs>
3: uh, Coach, and then uh, that's when we
4: hit them with the okie-doke.
3: Coach Richard Wichard wants to know. Coach Wichard Uh, How long can we ride with this offensive style? Is it something that can work long-term?
4: Why couldn't it work long-term? We've pointed to multiple teams that have won with this style. We talk about Seattle Seahawks when they won the Super Bowl. We talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the the success that they've had under Jimmy Garoppolo. Multiple NFC championship game appearances, Super Bowl game appearance. We've talked about, let's see who else that does not have elite quarterback play. Jared Goff, San or Jared Goff, LA Rams. To the that Super was another Bowl. one to the Super Bowl. That was another one. So, absolutely, you can. It's just you have to understand that you have a smaller margin for error in terms of how frequently you could turn the ball over, but nobody wants to turn the ball over. Let's be real about it you got to protect the ball. Right. This just puts more of a premium on it, but it also makes it more of a premium on the opposing offense having to execute. Because when you slow it down, which is what we're doing, we make every possession count. Mm -hmm. So if you're accustomed to having ten possessions, you could have three throwaway possessions, two a turnover, one a three and out, because you know on the other seven you're going to get off. But what if you only got six possessions?
3: Right. Exactly. Big difference. Big difference. Now, Presley Harvin punted what, twice yesterday? Exactly. Twice. Big difference. One,
4: two, buckle my shoe. Big difference. I Like That's... I said, one's going to get you. It's, for all my wrestler, my, my MMA fans out there, it's like a, a boxer or a striker versus a wrestler. A wrestler is yeah. going to take you down <laughs> to the ground. Go. It's going to be the most boring thing, but he's going to win every single time. Khabib gamedov right? You're going to watch me like, bro, he just holds the guy there. I can't watch this. He doesn't let the guy move. It's dominant, but it's boring.
3: <laughs> but he wins it's true it's, uh, that's a great example or, if anybody or, ever you know, watches MMA yeah. that's a
4: great example or you have Conor McGregor where his lights out is electric he's strutting into you the know, arena he, he, he's sniping dudes <laughs> down but at the same time it's a lot higher risk high reward he can also get guy. he can also get he can also get beat that way right but you can win with either one. One is going to have you singing, man, we on top of the world. I'm the champ champ, beat in my chest. Yep. The other is I'm undefeated 29-0, and, and I beat that same guy that y'all was hollering about, but nobody wants to give me that same level of respect. You can still win with both of them, man. One just got more style points than the other.
3: But I do think truth. it can
4: last for as long as we want it to last. It's all about the execution for it. Uh, for it.
3: Ain't that the truth. All right, mozi we got about 90 seconds left here. Some 90. quick hitters. Yeah, let me get that T.J. Watt. Let's go. Uh, anyway he wants to know uh, what has to change to improve the offense slowing down in the second half.
4: Um, well, I thought this week it was more so on the defense. I think if the defense could have got off the field, that would have got the offense more possessions. They just didn't have a lot of possessions mm-hmm. that second half. The first drive they went, was it six plays? It was uh, six plays, then it was three and out. And then they didn't get the ball again until the uh, middle of the fourth quarter. They only had, I think it was four possessions total. Right. And one of them was the nine-play drive where we decided to pump with Presley Harvey. Then the last Correct. time we got the ball— was victory formation. It was victory formation. It wasn't a lot of possession that second half. So, I thought it was more so on that than necessarily us not executing. We obviously had the Deontay drop, and that was the first third down of the second half. Then after that, we went
3: 14 plays. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Uh Me tweets us. Who? Me. What up, though? It says, Westman and Dr. Motes, can you hit me with a victory? Victory!
4: Uh, victory!
3: It just sounds so beautiful. Wants to know chicken noodle soup, yay or nay? Yes, but only with the soda on the side. And then you got to let it rain and then clear it out. I say yes with some crackers in it. Oh, hey now.
1: Yay. Yeah.
3: Let's get it. Michael tweets us and says, what's up, cousins? On to the rap birds. Proud of how this team is progressing. Kenny Pickett gets my game ball. Kenny bless. Kenny bless. Joseph tweets and says, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh Wait a second. What is this? I don't know. I just lost Joseph's tweet. No. I don't. Now, Jody. I don't know. No. Where did, wait, where did it go? Come on, Joseph. Joseph, I'm sorry. Joe, Joe. May tweets. <laughs> we got to keep it moving. No time to waste, Willy Wonka. Um, Steelers, winning out and making a run for the playoffs. Wishful thinking or achievable scenario? Well, I'll say this. I don't know if they necessarily have to win out to make a run for the playoffs. I would agree. If they would have beaten the Jets at six and seven they'd be or wait, we'd be six and six right now. We'd be yeah. in the playoffs at six and six. So <laughs> yep. remember, there's that extra wild card now. And nine wins was all that it took for the Steelers to get in last year. And I know they had a tie in there instead of eight losses, but We um, still control our destiny. Still control your destiny, particularly with three division games yep. still still left to play there as well. Still control too. our destiny. All right, some some quick funny ones before we go.
4: And yes, it is very realistic. You're not and we crazy got, I and can we assure you.
3: we got a uh we got a ton of uh a ton of tweets here. So if we missed you today, we apologize. Jared tweets and says, rumor has it, Wes had wings at Magic City. <gasps> lemon pepper cousin. Lemon pepper Lemon, lemon Pepper cousin Lemon Pepper West. <laughs> Brian's tweets hey, oh, and nah, I like this. I say,
4: hey, did, did you know? Actually don't tell me that. I want I you gonna tell Don't tell me that.
3: <laughs> Brian tweets and says, Gainesville wishes it was Morgantown. Nothing to do there unless school is in session. Talk to him, Brian. (laughs) Grinning Barrett says, great win yesterday, victory Monday. As a lifelong Nashvillian, I must sadly agree with your portrayal, Wes. 20 years ago, it was the greatest place. Now the only time I go downtown is when the Steelers are in town. Mm. (laughs) Oh, you guys are funny. You guys are funny. Uh, Sensei. Tweets and says, that feels like our most consistent win over four quarters. Love to see Captain Cam talking to Pickens to get his mind right on the sideline. Love the energy. Great point there, Sensei. That's leadership. Um, Joe tweets us and says, great win, fellas. Let's go. But hopeful that TJ can get healthier soon. Yeah, he clearly doesn't uh, doesn't look 100%. Uh, Frankie Z here says, improved offensive line play. Run game. KP Frankie. KP progressing. uh, uh that's where we're at, he says. Wesson Moats still the best for the culture. We appreciate that always. We appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Solitary Man tweets us and says, "Good afternoon, gentlemen. Fantastic win for this young Steelers, starting to hook or starting to heat up." Let's cook some rat birds this weekend. If we
4: ain't cooking rat birds, what are we doing?
3: He also says kudos to Motsy for doing the weather on KDKA. TV oh. looks like it's oh. in your future. Nah, man, I'm just small time, baby. You know There's me. people always trying to get you to leave me, you
4: know? Everybody want me to leave you. I told him, <laughs> man, look, we not leaving. It's going to take an army to get me out of here.
3: It's going to take a wrecking ball to get Motsy out of here. Yeah. If he does, though, he just got to take me with him. No big uh, deal. Of course. Just no. don't wear green. No big
4: deal. That's the secret. Don't wear green. <laughs>
3: uh da, 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 da. let's see here um i'm trying that's tough yo can we shout out d have too man he got that yes bro, he got the uh
4: your your, your skills are flaws but the the speed and we which got you. The, the the money, money ball the money ball photo shop this money ball is around up. it's nuts man
3: it's up uh it's up on my uh yeah. it's up on my twitter account if you want to see it impressive um Steel City Champ says, "What do the Steelers need to carry over from this game into the must-win against the Ravens? Consistent run game, no turnovers, and the defense." Completely agree.
4: Definitely no turnovers, though. Definitely no turnovers. Four weeks in a row now. Uh, Four weeks in a row. Steeltown no says
3: says we have a shot. Beat the Ratbirds, roll over the Baby Panthers, get to seven and seven, and then let's go from there. The Baby Panthers. Little kitty. Rudy wow. says, uh highlight of the game for me. Great series of events by the Hayward brothers. Oh, big facts. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Really and cool it was pretty stuff. pretty cool
4: from, too, man. Did you see the uh like the uh back to back or side by side of uh of his dad's Yeah, fr- yeah, yeah. yeah that was pretty
3: cool, man. Yeah. Uh Craig Hayward, Ironhead Hayward, his first NFL touchdown looked almost identical yeah, that was nuts. to uh to Connor Hayward. It's pretty cool there. And, uh, and awesome stuff from cam in the post game and wearing his dad's jersey and talking about how they were able to uh, to go visit their father's grave in the morning really cool stuff um those moments you know you you're reminded of the human side of this mm-hmm. and it is a lot bigger than sports and a lot bigger than football uh pretty darn cool how that was all able to play out and especially when you're able to get the win in the process of that as well too like I said we got a ton of tweets today I'm um, I'm sure we missed some people I apologize it's tough to keep up with all the tweets when they're rolling in like you guys are and and we unfortunately got to go here but you know what if you tweeted us and uh and we missed you yeah we just, tweet back. Just try back on Wednesday. Just try back. Just try back we on just, Wednesday. Just tweet it again. It will be a Moats host Wednesday when we next oh, meet here in the Electric Factory. Thanks to Chris Carter for joining us. Thanks to everybody on the tweets today. You guys are fantastic. We love you. You make the show what it is. And as always, a big shout out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Moats, the third. But, but. Who me? no show tomorrow it's the mike tomlin press conference here at noon on snr so we'll be back in your ears on wednesday as always you know where to find us it is high noon on your 24 7 home of the black and gold Steelers
1: nation radio
0: i'm so excited to tell you jc and country music singer-songwriter walker hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy